Last time on The Lion and His Mane. Euthanasia, not the youth in Asia, oh, as is misspelt by some people. My friend injected one marijuanas and then he um, died. <laughs> you can buy a literal boatload of vodka, but we don't assume that you're going to go home and just drink it all because guess what? You will die. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to ramble! Lackadaisical Leo and slain the buff oyster. Right, first things first, I have a couple of thoughts. So one. <laughs> when you say when you say just before, this is uh this this is the classic. Most Kiwi men have their best thoughts where? In the throne. Oh on the throne. On the throne. <laughs> Not <laughs> so, in the throne. So There's a you, problem if I'm in it. What what you can't see is when Slain said just before, he looked. At, at the Fare At the Fare Yeah, I did. <laughs> What's in my thought, bro? My thought. It. Not holding it against you, I'm just saying, you know? Transparency. So, so I'm going in there and, you know, nature's calling. So I'm like, right, I will pick the most suitable cubicle. Okay, so I walk along and I, I look in the first one. And I say, it looks okay. But before I use the third one, so I want to check that. I, and it's always an immediate warning sign if the bloody lid's down. Oh, yeah. There's yeah, been yeah, a bomb. Yeah. Somebody's, okay. somebody's hiding. So I looked hiding at, their shame. Two, two and three lids down. Okay, so there and I go. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> doing it. I'm not, I'm not lifting I'm not... Opening Pandora's box, if you will. You know, I'm not doing that. So um, I walk along further. And now the end, uh, number four was taken. Someone was in there. that bit me to it. You're just in for a number two. How did you get all the way up to number four? Oh, there's a lot of cubicles. Good selection. You're, here. Like, you're like Goldilocks looking for a bed. Yeah, well, I very much am. Yeah, 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 yeah. To do so, a growling bear. <laughs> oh, yeah. Drop a growler. I get to number five. And there's a fan up there, like at, on the wall. And I immediately thought, quote my mind on this, I ain't dealing with no poo air coming at me. <laughs> and then so I... Uh, I know which one you're at. And I think to myself, a fan, that's exactly what I need. Yeah, I need poo <laughs> particles all over me. That's exactly what I'm after I at this stage. I thought it was going the other way. So anyway, I go back to number one, the first cubicle, and that's fine. I'm in there. And I'm thinking about this more. Now, I once heard from a germaphobe friend of mine, the hand dryers and toilets, they, uh, they they spray poo particles everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what I, exactly what I thought about that fan. I don't need, need poo particles in my life at this time of day, you know. <laughs> so I actually Googled this, and it is 100% accurate. They suck up fecal particles. Yeah. And they spit out poo particles in your hands. I'm like, I just wash them. Now they're dirty again. But most people don't know that, and they just happily continue and eat their Subway. You need Subway, specifically Subway. Yeah, you got a poo sandwich. <laughs> Straight up poo sandwich. You know. Yeah, but the, look, those hand dryers are so cool, though. They're they like, are. I don't know, they just feel really efficient. Like, the, I feel like if I was on a spaceship, this is how I'm drying my hands. I was about to say that. A Dyson blade would not look out of place on the uh, SES Enterprise. Yeah, or yeah. Is it, I think it's what it's called out of Star Trek. Yeah, well, think about those poo particles. How do they escape? Or is there like a little storage tank that during the aircon process... It just holds all the Do you think there's just like a little butthole type porthole on the spaceship and it opens like a little airlock? (laughs) (laughs) There's literally everything in space, Morty. (laughs) What was that? Ah, the ship fighting. Um, (laughs) No, I think they live in it. <laughs> I think, oh, I think they man. live in it floating around them. They're the like, yeah, we've got a three year trip to Alpha Centauri coming up. I knew what they were in for. Yeah. And to be honest, even if they don't, too late. My God. <laughs> Who brought hot food aboard the SS Enterprise again? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Who brought the vindaloo? <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> it. We loved you at the time, but now we are all deeply regretting it. Oh, yeah. Right, so today we're going to be yakking about get to know oh, us, this right? Is, this is the thing, right? So if you've tuned in just now and you're thinking, who are these guys? Well, this is our fourth episode. So you it can is. go back and have a listen to some of the brilliant, Yeah, I mean, to be honest, philosophical insights and enlightenment trip that we've created endowment trip endowment sliders so we've done a long chat but you guys don't know who we are valid point and so i thought why don't we find out who slain is wow ask away friend he's got slain as a name but what else is going on in that tiny little brain deep crevice brain when he talks Uh, (laughs) causes me pain why do i keep getting on my show again slain marshall yo We've got the name, Slain the Main Marshal, Slain the Buff Oyster, because you're from Bluff originally, but you've got a bit of a twang to you, so let's get to know you. Who All is right. Slain Marshall? Where, where have you come from? Where did you go? <laughs> All right, well, let me start. I grew up in the deepest of the South, Bluff, known for oysters, hence the Buff Oyster name. What else is Bluff known for? STDs. Okay. Are they and coming from the oysters as well? Because there was uh, that whole gonorrhea oyster thing. Yes, it? it could be a shuck. That's what it's called when you open an oyster. You yeah, shuck yeah, them. shuck them. Shuck transmitted disease could be. Ugh. Get a clap from an oyster. No, I don't think that's a thing. So to explain it, the buff oyster thing, I was a graphing bluff. I was a little round boy. I was a chode boy. I was about as round as I was tall. You get picked on for that kind of stuff. I mean, it's a bit weird, eh? Isn't it funny? They, they pick on people for, you eat more food than I do. You have an abundance of food. My uh-huh. mum's a great cook. Leave me alone. Your mum makes good meals. Shame. Uh-huh. Uh, well, anyway, look, lived in Bluff. I was about 17 or 18. Moved to Invercargill, the big smoke up the road with a grand total of 45,000 people. Did fix cars for a while. Then You're a bit of a handy man. I've been described as such. Yeah. 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 Uh, fixed cars for a while. Welding. I'm a rate technician. I'm making an exhaust. Uh, you know, did a lot of that sort of stuff. And then I thought, bugger this. I'm sick of burning myself and wrecking my body, setting it on fire constantly. Because you're under a hoist welding, so it drips on you. It looks like molten lava just dripping on you. I was a MIG welder, so that's where you have the little gun. And so you clip what's called the earth yeah. or the negative onto the metal object you wish to weld. Yeah, it's like a little alligator clamp, if you will. And then you have a gun that uh, feeds wire for a spool, which is inside the welder. It's just a big thing of wire. Upon pulling the trigger and the wire touching the surface that is connected to the earth, shorts out, it heats the metal and feeds the wire in at the same time. So essentially it it melts, the metal is melted, and new wire is fed in at the same time. Far out technology, eh? That's pretty it's, it's pretty cool, bro. Yeah. yeah it, but it burns you, especially if you're doing it above your head. That's the point. <laughs> so after that, I thought, bugger this, uh, I'll go be an accountant because I'm good at maths. Okay, because I mean, there's a bit of a, you know, so I'm welding, and then I'm thinking, I'm getting burnt too much. You know what? I'll be an accountant. Yeah, <laughs> my boss laughed at me. He said, you're a workshop guy. You're not going to office. Yeah, yeah. And I said, is that right? I still keep in contact <laughs> with them. Shout out to the boys down Magoos, Jeff, you're a ledge. Yeah. Scotty, you're all right. I hope you're making better coffees these days. Nick, be quiet and do your work. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I, I go and do this, and it's magic. It's accountant for a couple of years. It's cool. Went over to Aussie chasing big money. Didn't to be find it. to be an accountant over the uh, yeah, over in Oz, over in Brisbane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's uh, when my twang started. Yeah, and my this, first, you Australian do have a twang. Word, yeah, my first Australian word. I was hanging out with a few of the boys I've met over there, and my first ever experience. I remember it vividly. Dancing. 
Dancing. I said dancing. Oh, yeah. Dancing. Uh, we, we were knee deep in a whole lot of good stuff at the time. But, uh, and we're having a little party. Dancing. <laughs> we're going dancing. Oh, yeah, we're going dancing. And I said it, and I, I just about fainted. I thought, what have I done? Yeah, what have I done? I, I need com- to get home. <laughs> committed an atrocity against the All Blacks. <laughs> <laughs> There's got to be a bit of that. You yeah. moved over there. It's your own fault. You did and, it to yourself. And to continue on, I ended up, couldn't find much work up there. Ended up moving to Sydney. Because they say um, there's heaps of work in Australia, right? And oh, well-paying. There's, there's loads of it. There is absolutely loads of it. But I was looking at an accounting field, and it was really hard to get work there because there's like four or 500 people applying for one position. Oh, jeez. It's ridiculous, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. And like C's and B's get degrees, baby. People hiring don't take into account your other skills. They only look at those marks generally because a lot of it is run by the older generation who yeah. thinks that way. Well, they're accountants. They're looking at paper all day, so they just read you as paper. They yeah. look at your paper version and not your actual version. That's yeah. exactly it. See, my paper person looks trash. Like Honestly, put them in the paper waste basket, as the Americans would say, Yeah. Um, so they know which basket it Mate, is. Mate, I feel that. Anyway, I uh, fell into construction accidentally. A few white lies were told to get me in, but it worked a treat. Then that should have been an easy transition though, right? From welding. It was, yeah, it yeah. was good. It's essentially you can measure and cut a pipe, you can measure and cut a piece of concrete. Yeah, and you've and you've got accounting, so you know how to measure twice. Yes. Uh, yeah, that that didn't prevent a lot of uh, incorrect cuts, and <laughs> and sometimes you know we'd I'd send a piece of hebel, it's like sort of a concrete product you put on the outside of your house. Yeah. I'd send it up to the boys on the scaff. There's your thing you ordered, mate. Uh, he'd draw these little diagrams of say like it's the shape of perhaps like a capital L. He'd draw it on a piece of wood and he'd throw the wood down to me, often near hitting me. <laughs> hey, bro, here's a... Oh, oh, oh snap. You, you'd hand it up to him and he'd just lose the plot, man, if he'd got it wrong. Ah, and he'd throw it off the scaff, man. Holy moly. Oh. What, what point did you turn into the Buff Oyster? Was that down in Bluff or was it... Well, I guess I started to in Invercargill. Um, actually, until I went to a school social and got a kiss. Oh, yeah, bro. And I was, like, I was like, hey, this is all right. Yeah. Uh, oh, I could do a bit more of this, maybe. Yeah, that's it. And, and, the, thought, and the Sheila went, not until you get in that gym. Not until you size down that hoodie, friend. Yeah, you know. only if you can carry me home. And you're like, like, do ah. not judge my Planet 8 hoodie, lady. Remember those from the warehouse, Planet 8 hoodies? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. Nothing wrong with it. Training a bit afterwards, and then it varied a lot for a long time. And I mean, like, it helps in construction, though, eh? once you get to that point. I mean, oh, yeah. I'm imagining you you were kind of buff before you, when you're an accountant. You would be that buff accountant guy, right? A little bit. Yeah, but yeah. as soon as you get into construction or anything like that, it's just so work. much more yeah. weight that you take on. Literally, weight. Yeah. More often throughout the day. It's it is very good for keeping fit and that sort of thing. But yeah. uh, the downside of that is construction's heavy, and one wrong move, and you will cook your back. Yeah. You absolutely will. And yeah. I've got a lot of friends who have. 35, yeah. something things like that, and their back's going, hey, buddy, I'm not into this any longer. Well, so you're you know? kind of running the risk every day, aren't you? I mean, the more weight you're taking on, you're just running that risk. It was like when I had a motorbike. I rode on the motorway to work and back again. And all I could think was that there is a percentage that I will crash on the motorway. And it's so every time I get on, I'm, I'm growing that percentage. I talk to people, they go, I've never crashed. And in my head, I think, it seems like it's percentage-wise, it's kind of about time. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I have crashed twice on the motorway. Oh, yes. <laughs> Put that out there. That must be scary crashing on the motorway. Uh, there's a lot of cars travelling at decent speed. Well, to be honest, it's not the first thing on your mind isn't that a car's going to run you over. It's kind of... Can I walk? Uh, it happens so quickly that you're kind of going, whoa, and then you're sliding. Oh, and yeah. then you're like, whoa. Like, it's a lot of woes. <laughs> you yeah. know? And then you're kind of lying there and thinking, oh, God, is my, oh, I feel really uncomfortable. Like, for me, I had like my foot was under me. Oh. And I'm like, oh, that's in a weird position. Oh, how do I get yeah. that out? And I couldn't quite get it out. I had my backpack on. And, oh, you know, you got your gear and your jacket, and you're not supposed to take your helmet off for ages. And 
So you're kind of like, just, it's a very awkward thing until people were kind of looming over me. I think, and, uh, uh, I said, can you get my foot out from under me, mate? Oh, we shouldn't move yet. And I'm like, oh, go on. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, if it's broken, I don't want to be sitting on it. <laughs> like, it just feels really weird. I'm not in a very cool, chilled out position lying here on the road. <laughs> thank Cthulhu you wear so much denim. I thank him every yeah. day. <laughs> well, actually, I wasn't wearing my denim jeans well i was wearing denim jeans i wasn't wearing my motorbike kevlar denim jeans you certainly weren't wearing shorts because i don't think you own any they got shredded oh yeah no do you own shorts yep Are they- <laughs> i had to think about it yeah i'm like do togs count as shorts and They're then i'm like of. well i do have togs that were jeans that i've cut into shorts hmm <laughs> uh no i do have shorts i do have shorts true because it's just getting too hot man yeah, but I don't. You ain't seeing me wearing down the street. Yeah. Oh goodness no! Because if you do, you'll just see two blinding rods. I wear them at home when I'm hot and I'm sitting on the couch, and I go, "Nope, it's shorts time," which means I'm not leaving the house time. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, anyway, okay. this is not talking about me. We will get back so, to you. So, bub, yeah. Started training a bit. You sort of kept it up over a few years, but it's always up and down, up and down. Like you go for a while and then you stop for a while. Go for yeah. a while, stop for a while. You know, and the party life doesn't help that because you run out of motivation very quickly when you've got a beer in your hand. It's not just the beer in the hand, isn't it? It's the days afterwards as well. Like the human body, for instance, has a certain amount of chemicals that makes it happy loaded up in its brain. And then when you go out and you party, you pretty much just dump all of that happy juice into yourself. And you're like, woo, yeah, party, I'm going to dance. But that means the next day... You've taken tomorrow's happiness and you've used it today. Exactly, exactly. You've picked it up. Credit card. You feel completely unmotivated. Credit card stole happiness. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, I should be continuing. So then I was over in Australia. I fell into construction, as I said, and that was fine. And then we ended up taking on a few of our own contracts, which that was cool, but we just couldn't keep up with the bigger firms. Like we mm. didn't have the capital to keep up with the big firms. So you were kind of running your own construction thing. You were part of the partnership. Me and my mate Wayne were, yeah. Well, okay. And we had a couple of boys working for us. It, yeah, was, yeah. it was all right. Like, it was going pretty well, but it was a short-term thing. You and, know? and from that... From doing construction, you went to... I went to more construction. I started contracting oh, to a builder. you just doing construction? Yeah, because I got sick of trying to secure these contracts and constantly negotiating and constantly having to wait to be paid. And like Small business woes. If, if anyone out there is listening and they're in small business, they'll completely understand that. Yeah, yeah. It, it it's is... the struggle. You've got to... I mean, you just got to keep on trucking, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it? You get, it gets better. And honestly, but man, it, it... as a young dude making good money in a place like that, you blow through it. Yeah, Lord, do you yeah. blow through it. Oh, yeah, yeah, because yeah, you yeah. kind of celebrate a bit too, don't you? Oh, you really do. And yeah. like the weather's always good there. Yeah, so, so I mean, but I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to draw a line now from you. Uh, for, for those of you who don't know, Slane and I are at Radio Training School. Um, it's the reason that this podcast was even thought to be created in the first place. And this will be marked. And if you want to mark it, go on. Yeah, give us a good oh, mark, dear. Martin. Go on. But, you know, give us a good one. Yeah. Uh, shout outs to all the teachers for being so handsome and great at marking. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, just having really just good decisions that we'll all agree with, no doubt. Uh, <laughs> but how, how did you transition? How did you get from construction, radio? Okay, that's, a, that's actually a very good question. So I was in a pretty cushy position contracting to this builder, making pretty good money in Sydney, living a good life. Mrs. was having a bit of hard time at work, so we sort of, well, we got married up to before this point, and we saved like 15 grand moving from New Zealand, uh, Australia to New Zealand on visa costs, because oh, wow. very expensive over there in the position she was in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, she, she's from uh, Sardinia in Italy. Yeah, yeah, island in the Mediterranean there. Yeah, Mediterranean. <laughs> and uh, so I, I always loved the radio, man. I grew up listening to The Rock. I still listen to The Rock. I met all the boys at The Rock. Were you listening to The Rock when you were in Australia? Oh, 100%. How cool is that? Bro, the UDOT board came with like an all right Bluetooth stereo. 
Yeah, man. And I, I would listen to Rog Boss and Mullins and Jane. Yo, shout out to the boys. Yeah, every day, bro. Every day. Yeah. And um, Good company I, in the morning when you haven't had your coffee yet. Absolutely. <laughs> good good company after a coffee even. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes I even listen to them on the throne. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where all your great ideas come from. Well, that's it, it is. Yeah, the, the old ones are excreted and the new ones uh, have a spot to come in, you know. Yeah. But anyway, so I thought there's, there's a couple of things. If I am going to stop changing industries, because I was getting sick of changing industries and starting again at the bottom. Mm. You know, uh, while it is great fun, great experience learning things, and it does, uh, I think it makes you a more sort of complete person having a, a wide range of skills. It is a pain constantly taking the pay cut and things like that, and then you've got to build back up and that's be, right. be the boy for a while. That's because you're in, you're you're going into a new industry. You have to prove yourself, even that's if it. you've got the skills. I essentially said to myself, I want to do one thing for the rest of my days. Okay, mm. in order to decide what that is, one, it had to be fun. Two, it had to offer a good incentive. Of, oh, I was good at it. Yeah, yeah. Three, well, I like talking more than I like working. Yeah, I mean, look, radio doesn't pay great. You know, a lot of people aim for a career that will inevitably get them the big bucks. Radio's only kind of like that for the boys, you know, doing the, the breakfast shows and things like that. And then and then there's offshoots. So then, you you know, once you're known as a radio DJ or, or whatever you're doing there, is that you kind of then start doing voice ads or you, you're then emceeing things. And, you, you know, it's transitional into all these different realms. But to say to yourself, I'm going to pick a career for the rest of my life, this is what I'm going to do, should you be aiming for something that's going to get you big cash in the long run, or should it be something you're going to be waking up in the morning and going, yoo I'm off to work, da da da, da. Well, that's also a very good point, and this is possibly the first time uh, I've ever thought of like a job type thing or a career, and I've put the lifestyle and the happiness first. Yeah. I'm super glad I did it too. Like, oh, cool, man. Uh, before that, I was just money, 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 money. And sure, I was making it, but man, it's hard work when you get up and you don't want to go to work. No, it's really hard. You yeah. know, and I haven't experienced that here. Look, even with the New Zealand Radio Training School, I'm excited to jump out of bed and come here. And I'm excited to sit in the studio. I'm excited to do a podcast here. I'm excited to cut it up and edit it. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I love all this, man. See, that's it, man. And, that's and the trick to it, eh? I've channeled my creativity that I had no idea that existed before. I've turned it from uh, just shitty yarns into something I can actually perhaps pursue. You know? it's, it's actually absolutely fascinating that you had a, tr- a, a switch go off in your mind. That's exactly what it was You know, like. that just kind of said, you know what, I'm not going to do this. I'm, I'm going to go be a student. You're going to be back in New Zealand and you're just going to aim at one goal and just stick to that the whole way through. And I know a lot of people who, who have jumped into radio training school aren't quite as directly focused at their end goal as you are. But you're looking forever. You know, some people are looking five years and I hate the five year, you know, what are you doing in five years? The five year plan. That's not how my brain works. No. My, my brain says, well, I don't know, there's lots of lightning and buses out there. I can't give you a five years definitely. Uh, some of them, you know, just get hit by something. <laughs> like, I don't know, maybe I've only got three months left and I don't know about it. That's, That's just exactly how I it. tick around. But to think, you know, um, instead of looking at a five year goal, you've just gone, I'm going to do this. Until, you know, I lie on my deathbed with my regrets. Type of thing. And that's exactly it, mate. And to, to draw in like a little bit of inspiration, I, I listen, well, I don't so much these days, but I was listening to a lot of um, podcasts and interviews with a lot of successful people. And the main thing they all have in common, like from Dr. Dre, like Eminem, that Jimmy Iovine, all those big wigs in that world who have done incredibly well. I mean, that is three examples, but yeah. the thing is this, they didn't give up. You will eventually, you will do what you set out to do. It will happen but you just have to be unwavering in your pursuit of that. I, I agree with you, but also I, I do think that there's a lot of 
right place, right time stuff. I've, sure. I've got a bit of a background in, in acting and stuff like that, and that is an entirely fickle industry. Who was it? One of my favourite actors, I always forget the name of. Kiwi bloke who was in The Omen and Jurassic Park. Sam Neill. Sam Neill, right. Uh, he's such a great person. He says, you know, about 10% of actors are talented, can actually do it, can act. And then about 1% of that 10% uh, will be lucky enough to make a career out of it. It is such a small percentage. But that means 99% of talented actors, not just the ones going to the auditions, but people who are good actors, will live their lives without having it as a full career. They will have real-life jobs, as they're called. You know, and every now and again they'll do a little bit of acting here and they'll do a little bit of acting there. I think radio is one of those things, like, especially when you do the radio training school. We're not bringing people in and saying, you're going to be a DJ, jump on the microphone. That's what you're learning. We're in here writing the news, we're learning how to read news, we're learning how to do journalism, how to do your research. We're learning about the old Māori and like um, what that means to broadcasting, the laws around broadcasting, how to produce. We're learning how to direct by getting people to do voices as we're creating our own ads, uh, as we're writing out our own proposals, as we, you know, like all of this stuff. It's a huge amount of everything to do with radio. And therefore, you will have a job in radio. You might not always be the voice, but you will always have a job around what you love doing. You've just said before, you love getting in there and cutting things up and producing things and coming in every day. And there'll always be something new, I think. It blows my mind. I literally enjoy every single activity in this building. Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's good, eh? Aside from the poo fan in the toilets. That's, <laughs> really that's not one of the activities I, that I'm was on the fan. curriculum. I'm not a fan of that bloody fan. You're not right? a fan of the fan. Yeah. But yeah, that's... Because that's your only fan. It is. Oh, it is the only fan. No, I'm a fan. Actually, I I'm also spitting shit as well. So, <laughs> I sit, we say that? I, I sit beside a fan in class. The aircon. Oh yeah, right, right. Aims directly at me. I thought you were sitting next to me. So I was oh. like, yep, that's true. I thought we just went over this. <laughs> but in regards to future, like I, I'm trying with MediaWorks. I did actually. I did promotions trial with them, and I blew that out of the water. They offered me a casual contract, which is great. Um, yeah. But then obviously COVID hits, where it's throwing a spanner in the works. But I am currently trying to get a hold of them, and you know that sort of thing. Yeah, too. just keep keep at it. I mean, that's the thing. You keep at it. They know. They hear the name. They know the name. Eventually, I mean, the way people hire is they don't often go for the new guy off the street. But once you become that name, then you know the new guy whose name is in their head. They will kind of go through the list of everyone internally, people they actually know face to face, and then there'll be that. Well, what about you know guy Slane that we've heard a lot about who's always rapping on the door and trying to get his foot in. That's like, exactly it, man. Yeah, yeah. And I your name will start popping up. You know? I think I remember, um, it must have been Bryce Casey, you know, from the Morning Rumble. Oh, I remember, yeah. he, he is the man. He won Broadcast of the Year and he deserves it. He, yeah, he's yeah. brilliant. He was, right? he was already one of my favourite before that. Yeah. I'm like, that's a real hipster comment. Yeah, it is. I thought Bryce was cool before everyone else acknowledged it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I remember um, hearing him when talking about it one day and how he was... Um, he just keep rapping on the door, essentially. Just keep showing up like, hey, 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 hey. Look, give him a shot. Get him, get him to do something. It's pretty hard to do that, though, isn't it? Because you kind of... It's getting harder and harder. It whittles away at you when you get the no all the time. Yeah, I'm pretty stubborn in that respect, so it doesn't bother me. Like, It I, doesn't really bother me because I do auditions. And, you know, well, you go course. to auditions all the time and you come out and you're like, I nailed that. And, and you've you got a face for radio, bro. You've been too <laughs> <laughs> I'm well, sorry. I'm we'll sorry. get into why I got into radio later. Yeah. <laughs> next episode. Next episode. <laughs> but yeah man uh, I just want to keep pressing forward with it I will come back and listen to this one day when I have made something of myself oh how and, cool and we'll have a listen bro. Like you and I because you'll, you'll do it as well You, I don't want to sound kind of cocky or like elite 
elitist, but there is a few in the class who, I don't know whether it's through sheer determination, but they shine. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I, I feel cocky put myself in the group, but I put the work in so I can safely Pretty say, sure you said day one. That you were gonna, that you were gonna be the one who got the job, you know? Because <laughs> like, oh, you, you you're like, because I'm here every day. I've got the determination. And the rest of us were like, oh, okay, chill out. I just started. I you know, spent my money on this, and now you're telling me that I'm not gonna be the one. <laughs> yeah, that is what it is, bro. Life's a competition. Yeah, I was good. It's, it lit the fires, I think. It made people go, all right. All, All right, right I hear you. Yeah, yeah, I see yeah. what you put down. Am I picking it up? Damn right, I'm picking it up. That guy's always early and he always leaves late. I'm like, yeah, that's me. Because I, <laughs> yeah, I want yeah. all that time and those... Because this is a finite resource. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, we pay our fees and we get to come here for essentially nine months. But it is finite. I mean, after this is finished, we can't come back here and do we this. We will not have the luxury of coming into no. these studios as much as we would like. That's true, man. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you can come back and say hi to the tutors, which I've seen other students do. Oh, I'm sure they, they'd uh, be fine with it. But I mean, uh, wait, you know, you are kind of weighing on their time and you're taking up it. the space of the resource for other students. That's exactly yeah. it, man. So, you know, the way I see it, you got to milk them for everything they're worth. Like big old radio dairy cows. <laughs> big old radio dairy cows. Hello, Sheila, coming in for a milking. Uh, well, what, what would you tell your 10-year-older self? So you're going to be 40 at this point, and this is you 30 now, telling your 10-year-older self. A lot closer to 41 than I'd like to admit. Mm-hmm. Um, what am I going to tell me from 10 years? Honestly, do what makes you happy, and don't don't be a meathead. Things about balance, party some, work a lot, you know what I mean? Like That work-life balance, you need to keep that in check, because sometimes you really go on the wrong side of the seesaw, and you really chase that yeah. seesaw down. Yeah. They're a good time. Yeah, you got to find your balance, man. That yin and yang, um, or yin and yang. But the the weird thing is, AI, I can almost hear our older selves just going, "Oh, just you've got no idea what I've been through." <laughs> just shutting down our our childish ideas from ten years in the past. We'll see. Look how youthful we sounded. Yeah, we're going to use these as voice clips 10 years in the future for our continuing and extremely popular podcast and yell at ourselves for having such stupid concepts 10 years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Bloody magic, what? So yeah, that's... that's well, that's, that's it Slane, about me, bro. That's, that's me. Slane Marshall. Slane the man. Well, thank you for tuning in and listening to me ramble about me and also Leo ramble about me. This is quite good for the uh, ego, I, also, I must admit. I also try to talk about me a little bit in there too, you know, as I do. I'll just try to squeeze that in. Who are you, sorry? Anyway, look, <coughs> like I said, thank you for tuning in and we'll see you next episode. Oh. Leo the Lion, Slane the man.